Hello and welcome to Millennial Money Mindset. Today I'm joined by Alex, who's an inspiring actor. He's been on films like Spider-Man, Fast and Furious, and he's recently filmed with Will Ferris. Also a football coach, web developer, multi-talented. So today we're just going to chat and have, um, well, basically talk about money. Um, We've got 10 questions we're going to ask for you today, uh, and just making sure that basically helping people make better decisions with money so first of all yeah tell me about yourself what brings you um, tell me more about your biggest challenge with money and um, your rating of money 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 mindset on a scale of one to ten um, right well uh, thank you for that introduction um, <laughs> uh, yeah I'd say uh, my biggest challenge with money would be um, I guess what everyone's else is is um, and that's what to do with it when you've got it. Yeah. Um, how best to make more of it and spend less. I mean, okay. I'd say the biggest problem is no matter how much I've got, yeah. I find a way to spend it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so every time you set yourself a target of oh, if I'm if I'm making this much, yeah, then I'll be fine. And then you look at your bank account and you realise actually I'm just found a way to spend more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've not really um, moved on. I remember um, someone telling me years ago. Um, you can tell the affluence of an area by their yeah. restaurants. Okay. Um, if they've got really nice restaurants, the, the first thing uh, an area does when it improves is improve its restaurants. Yeah. Which naturally improves how much people are then spending on yeah. eating out. So um, yeah, the more money you get, the more the more you spend. So yeah, um, yeah if I could figure that one out, how yeah. to um, earn like a rich man and live like a poor man, then yeah. um, I'd I'd be good. Have you ever tried? Paying yourself first. As soon as you get paid, set up like an automated system, and, and it takes it out of your bank account, so you don't even need to see it, or you don't even have to think about it, or have to worry about it. Yeah. So in terms of, see, I've tried that, but what what ends up happening is I still subconsciously, without even yeah, really yeah. being aware of it, end up spending a little bit more than yeah. I plan. So almost like my my mind knows it's there. Yeah. There's yeah. that little bit of extra money. So you just dip into your savings a little bit. I just take yeah. out. Because there's there's things you want to do and like, well I can do it so yeah. let me go and do it. Yeah. Um, whereas a little bit more discipline would probably serve me well. Okay. Yeah. So today we're going to talk through. We've got some questions. We're also going to talk. Um, Alex is a football coach. We're going to go through um, what I call my millennial. Um, so football formation asset allocation, which is basically how to build your portfolio around a football team. So we're going to go through that at the end of the the. Uh, podcast but on a scale of 1 to 10 where would you see like 1 being really bad and 10 being really good where do you think you are on a on a money mindset scale mm, I'd say maybe a 6 okay that's quite good yeah so essentially like 10 is you don't even think or worry about money at all and then right. 1 is like yeah you're struggling every day to day trying to kind of make make ends meet yeah yeah okay, I, I mean 6 is a good number saying that is definitely a sliding scale yeah yeah <laughs> different um, month to month year to year but uh, yeah I'd say on average it's a six I I earn I'm able to make money yeah as you could as, you could, as my introduction well, showed I'm hanging not, out with these films <laughs> yeah no it's not quite rubbed off financially yet but um, yeah I, I'm aware of opportunities yeah um, and I'm aware of the that I have the ability to make myself available yeah um to really give things a go and yeah. and that when you do that you can see the rewards from it yeah um so 
there's that side of it, but at the same time, I've definitely not maximised any one aspect of, of those things yeah. um, to the point where I'm just, I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. It's definitely still a worry. And again, like I was saying with the spending, I think the same is true for, for income as well. I mean, yeah. I've my, my income's changed a lot over the years. Yeah. It's fluctuated yeah. from um, earning loads to yeah. not earning much at all. Yeah. And um, in that time, how much... I then wanted to earn changed. Yeah. You know? Um, of course, yeah. Yeah, yeah if, if I'm earning a thousand pounds a day, um, it then earning 500 pounds a day just didn't seem like I was doing that well. Yeah. Because you're just used to a certain yeah, amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then in, when I'm earning a hundred pounds a day, 500 pounds a day sounds like a great place to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it's. Um, it's the age of thing of say um, spending less than you earn it's so easy to say but yeah it's so hard to do but you've got lots of things in the in the pipeline it looks like well as you've kind of juggling lots of different kind of tasks and roles which kind of brings us on to the next question of what is it like to be a millennial someone 25 to 40 year olds today we we're talking because you've got the because it's so so good to have lots of different kind of jobs or tasks but you can almost like split your time by you're not stuck in one kind of mundane job you've got kind of lots of kind of projects on the go you've got your your acting your football coaching you just developed my website which looks great by the way so that's a, <laughs> Thank a, a, you. a plug for you there but uh, yeah so what does it mean for you to be a, a millennial some 25 to 40 today I think I think that's a big part of it is is the ability to take opportunities I mean I think uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it was around the 1940s, 1950s, um, the average person had one job in their life. Yeah. And they say nowadays the average person has around 11. Yeah. Um, so it, things have changed in that way that we're not, we're not stuck down one route. Yeah. We can, we can shift. Yeah. And that, find that balance between what makes us happy, what fulfills us, yeah. and what brings us an income. Yeah. And even if you do have a nine to five, I mean, I've got, I've got friends who work full-time doing very intense jobs either in the medical profession yeah. or um, teaching or um, anything and they still have ideas for projects they want to run on the side yeah I don't know how much that really went through the head of my parents and, yeah. and their parents yeah. of having things that they can do um, either a blog or a podcast yeah. or a, a magazine or start yeah. a foundation or a charity or you know yeah um, just other businesses and other opportunities that they could get involved in. Yeah. Um, I think as a millennial, it's about finding that balance between wanting to express yourself yeah. and follow your passions, but yeah. also finding that income. Yeah. Um, marry that with the fact that it's a lot to do with debt. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. one of the first things that comes to mind is our generation um, have a heck of a lot of debt. Yeah, yeah. A lot that we're inheriting. And it's a part of our existence as well. Um, every day, um, living check to check, taking yeah. out credit card loans, and, yeah. and just a misunderstanding of finance yeah. um, itself. Um, so, yeah, I think that's kind of a big part of what it is to be a millennial today. Yeah, I mean, it's great times we're living in. I mean, like you say, there's so many things that you can, if you have a passion or you have a kind of a, a, an idea. Today, it's never been easier to set up a business. It's yeah. never been easier to kind of go the thing that you love rather than kind of the old days of my parents generation where you would have a job maybe in your town that would be the only industry that was available and that was essentially you know nine to five for the rest of your life until you're essentially 60 but with with that kind of 
upside there's also much more complexity people are juggling lots of kind of two or three jobs or potentially got side projects that are gonna hopefully make enough to you know pay the bills but yeah so there's with the upside there is the also downside of more complexity is more can be more problems which essentially what this podcast is trying to help people essentially by understanding their finances better understanding themselves better that they can essentially live a happier life is what we're trying to get to i think that's yeah um i think sorry i was gonna say one of the one of the best ways to put it i guess would be to say um for our parents and our grandparents generation their biggest worry was losing the job they had yeah whereas i think now for a lot of people their biggest worry is um, missing out on the thing they're not doing yeah. you know what's the job that they don't have that they could be doing what's yeah. the project that they sh- could be working on yeah. that keeps them up at night yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, or bothers them far more than whether they're going to lose the job they've got yeah and that stigma of losing your job is almost gone or, or, or sense disapp- not is lesser I mean I got made redundant like four years ago and it was it wasn't as bad as if, say, our parents' generation got made redundant. That was a kind of a big thing. But mm. it, for me, it was almost a blessing in disguise. I got a kind of a, a kicked kind of up the backside to actually choose, actually, what do I want to be doing myself? Do I want to be working 12-hour days, yeah. kind of crazy hours, actually mm. sitting in a, a restaurant, having, you know, chatting with an, an aspiring actor? It's not, <laughs> not a bad place to be. But, um, yeah, it's times are changing, essentially. But... Uh, with that, it's essentially how we can, yeah, make the best of the situation with, you know, low interest rates, yeah. financial crash, all um, kind of high, crazy house prices. Essentially, trying to make the best out of, yeah, what we're doing. Essentially. Well, yeah, I mean, one, I'm, I'm always telling my friends about you and what you do. Ah, thank you. Cheers. Because no, because it's really important that people are aware of the opportunities that are there and the yeah. ways. Because it's, it's so mis misinformed. Yeah, yeah. I mean. It, for me, I think if all you've got is all your savings sitting in a bank account somewhere, yeah. and that's it, and that's yeah. your your plan, yeah. then you're missing out on a yeah. whole world full of opportunity. Yeah, yeah, and it's also giving all your money in, in a bank, for instance, is actually on the long term much higher risk than actually investing because of inflation. If you, you know, if you keep money right. under your bed. In, it's still going to be there but in you know, 10, 20 years time that money's going to be worth much less than it would be if you actually invest it in living, breathing businesses that are producing an income or a profit that mm-hmm. are going to pay you a dividend over time. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, so coming on to the next question, so uh, question three. So this is um, a question from this guy called George Kinder who's a financial planner in, from the States okay. and he basically says like, imagine in your hand is a is a winning lottery ticket so now money is no object so right. you've got you're never going to have to worry about money again what would, how would you spend your time what would you do with your life essentially um, to be honest I think I would get involved in um, Products. I would look to invest in yeah. businesses, in ideas. Yeah. Um, I've always been very interested in innovation, which is why um, I work as a digital consultant for my business. Yeah. Because. And what's your business name? Just have the, the plug there. <laughs> AG Digital Consultancy. Okay. Um, so yeah, for me, it's about helping people to innovate and solve problems in the digital space. Yeah. Um, so the opportunity to have the financial backing to. Um, get involved in projects yeah. and really help them take off to another yeah. level. That would be, I can't think of a better way to spend my days. Yeah. Um, and the key is obviously you don't have the pressure. Yeah. You know, um, there's obviously other things. I've always wanted to open a bar. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. 
something like that. But um, yeah, like I said, investing in time. Yeah. Investing in people, sorry. Um, and spending time helping things innovate and grow. Yeah. That would be the dream, yeah. I mean, technology is going away. It's, it's only going to get more and more kind of complicated. The kind of so, so it's a good space to be. I think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's a plethora of problems out there yeah. that um, technology obviously can solve. So yeah. um, why not? Yeah. Okay. Number question number four. So, what's your favourite mistake or most embarrassing habit with money? Mm. I mean, I've made loads of mistakes I've, with money. I can think of. I, yeah. Yeah. My favourite mistake. Um, I, um, as you know, I, um, I got into investing. Okay, yeah. Um, I'd probably say um, my favourite mistake, in a sense, was um, I tried to get into Bitcoin um, yeah. early on. Okay. Um, when it was around four hundred dollars. Yeah. A Bitcoin, and um, somebody talked me out of it. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, and. But because of that, it kind of just—I kept watching it. It kind of yeah. gnawed at me. I kind of, I kind of, I kept an eye on it. Yeah. And um, eventually, it got to—it must have been close to about a thousand. Yeah. Um, and I said to myself, you know what? I've seen it go from here to here. Yeah. I think it's going to keep going. And at that time, I thought maybe it'll go to two or three thousand yeah. or something like that. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Um, and that kind of just that one decision the knock-on effect yeah um the rewards from that have been tremendous yeah so maybe if i hadn't have let that person convince me not to i wouldn't have gone with the same gusto and the same yeah kind of um commitment when i did okay cool. i might have you know dipped my toe in the water yeah, or something. but yeah. because it brewed yeah, yeah i'd yeah. see i was like right this is it i'm doing this now um so yeah, missed opportunities. I guess like everyone says, the re- the re- your biggest regrets are things you didn't do, rather than yeah, things you yeah, did, yeah. right? But it's back even when Bitcoin was starting, it was even quite difficult to get into Bitcoin because it was oh, so yeah. technology. Like um, the actual kind of the technical aspect of buying Bitcoin is actually quite tricky. I mean, yeah. I set up someone try and do it myself. I'm as Alex, no, I'm completely technophobe like, but just try, try and actually physically buy the, the coin or you know buying yeah. wallets and stuff. I mean, it's, it's not as easy as you know just clicking no. the button yeah I mean it, even when I first looked into it it was just like reading code everywhere and it yeah. was just like what is this I don't understand yeah, yeah. any of it and it's trust I guess the, the benefit or long term benefit of cryptocurrency and bitcoin and kind of blockchain is the kind of trust element of it because you've kind of got you know essentially these ledgers all you know trust ba- backed because you know people are buying and selling and there's only a limited amount but to actually i remember some guy wanted me to send over my passport details and like it's it just like actually this, right, this yeah. feels kind yeah. of wrong yeah, 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 yeah. but then because of that i didn't invest and then it kind of went on it kind of went up nuts right yeah that's uh, it yeah but yeah with all these kind of new tech i guess it was like the internet back in the day when you know you trying to work out what you know just trying to set up a website would be much harder today than it would be you know uh, much harder 10 20 years ago than it would be today yeah that's it it's, it's always uh, the uh, um not not i'm not even sure you could call it being an early adopter back then but you know yeah when you're when you're getting into things when they're fairly new it's um it's it's always harder yeah and it's talk about risk with bitcoin a lot and it's not just the risk of it falling but it's actually like they call it operational risk as well like me messing it up essentially like you know losing you know 
losing your code or you know or was it was it right, losing yeah, your yeah, wallet yeah. or whatever like, yeah 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 people okay. have lost their laptops yeah and exactly yeah. And, it's, and that's so it's risk not just kind of the falling of bitcoin is actually you know operational risk where you could actually lose your laptop and actually not have it yeah I mean, I used to keep, when I started, I used to keep it all on, on the exchanges and yeah. people used to tell me that, like, you're crazy. Are you, yeah, are you yeah. insane? Um, <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, I, yeah, I don't yeah. know. So, yeah, it's... But, like, yeah, any of these ne new technologies, always, like, a big learning curve, like... Um, but, uh, so, coming up to the next question, so, it's the second of the George Kinder questions. It's basically your doctor tells you you've got 10 to 15 years to live. It's a bit of a morbid question, but it's, yeah. it essentially make, kind, of, it kind of pictures what you're going to be like if and if you're going to die essentially coming, yeah. yeah and it's uh, the whole thing of if, if you kind of they call it parkinson's law like the the more time you have the more time it takes to do a task if you've only got a day to do a task you would do it in a day whereas if you've got three weeks mm. to do it, it kind of it means you might kind of drag that on so essentially like, yeah what would you imagine you've only got 15 years to live what would you how would you spend your time um i'd I'd hope not too different from how I spend it now. Yeah. Um, I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day, and he was saying how um, how you've got to prioritise what you're doing because you know, yeah. you know, like you said, um, football coaching, yeah, yeah. Um, the digital consultancy, um, the um, working in in movies, and I've got other projects and stuff that yeah. I'm doing. He's like, you can't you can't do all of them. You know, you've got to pick what yeah. you want to do, and I don't f and focus on that. Yeah. Um, so. I, I've done that at the moment and I've got my short-term goals that I'm yeah. really focusing on. Um, one of them is my investments, um, one of them is health and fitness, yeah. things like that. Um, so just trying to remove the excuses. Yeah. yeah. Um, but other than that, I think I'd really like to, I'd hope that I'd, all those people that I'm like, oh, I should give them a call, yeah, you yeah. know, I should pay them a visit. You know, I'd do that. I'd, I'd make sure. Yeah. And I'd get in the car and I'd go see him. Yeah. Because the value of that time now is increased exponentially, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, spending time with people. Yeah. Um, and even from my business perspective, networking. Yeah. Um, I found there's a lot of value in spending time with people. Yeah. Um, rather than the emails or the phone calls, like just actually going and seeing people yeah. has real value yeah um so i think yeah that's probably the one thing i'd probably do them more of yeah. in terms of like i'd hope to i'd probably be a little bit more risky with yeah. some investments yeah. um you know i've got nephews and leaving them a little bit more yeah. or something like that um yeah maybe take a few more risks okay go skydiving yeah amazing <laughs> so coming back to that they call it capacity for loss so essentially the more money you have the more risks you can take which sounds a bit bizarre but imagine you have a hundred pounds and you invest one pound into cryptocurrency or bitcoin you're you've still got 99 pounds in safe assets but if you mm. have one pound for instance and you go all in on bitcoin yeah. you're going to be much more concerned about that falling 50 50 percent because you only got 50p whereas if the pound if the person's got the hundred pounds who invests a pound drops 50 percent he's got right. 99 pounds and 50p so you, they call it capacity for loss so if you've got right. which is it's a, I don't know, it's a bit of a shame the way it works but like essentially the more money you have the more risk you can take and then the more returns yeah. you can get yeah yeah but coming back to your time example yeah that's i mean time is our most precious asset i think mm. a lot of people can forget that with their money essentially even you know warren buffett's or bill gates the, even if they've got you know billions of pounds they're not getting any time back and, you know you, you could look at like health or you, you know they might get kind of improved health but we've all got a certain number of days and 
to live essentially so yeah time is crucial so that's why having better money mindset or having better or assets that will pay you an income for where you stop working will give you a time back and that's essentially yeah, one of the big things I'm trying to teach so I'd say just to just yeah. be difficult I'd, the only argument I'd have with that is I'd say that the truth is the most precious asset. Oh, nice! I like that. Because if you don't know that time is the most precious asset, yeah. so then you then it's it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. So you have to know it first, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So you have to know the truth. So yeah. the truth is the most precious asset. Okay. Um, and it's the same even financially. If I know tomorrow something that everybody else doesn't know, yeah, I'm ahead of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. So yeah, for me, I think, and even in terms of relationships with people, everything. Yeah. The yeah. truth is, for me, I think it's the most precious. Yeah. Ah, nice. Yeah. I like that. You can keep that one. <laughs> <laughs> so let's. So going on to the next one. So the biggest aha with moment uh, with money. So I, when I say mm. I should probably change this question because it's like. But I would say, say like the biggest aha is in like you you realize something. It's like your biggest realization or kind of like your Archimedes moment where you're like, ah, oh, that's like that mean. So for me, there's loads like how much is enough was a, for me that was like like mind blowing. I was like, all oh, right, I, all I need to work out is how much I need to live on for the rest of my life. Mm. And then once I understand that, then I, you know, I'm not, don't have to work, kill myself working crazy hours or, or like put, go into like massive amounts of risk. I know that I can just pay myself a certain amount of money and then at, whenever I stop working, I'll have enough to live on for the rest of my life. So for me, that was like, oh wow, that really makes sense. And it sounds so obvious now, but like these kind of, things that kind of you actually think oh that makes a lot of sense or as if you've ha- had any of those moments yeah I'd say I've, I've got a couple I'd say one like a generic one would probably be um, realising that I was achieving everything I was aiming for yeah if, if that makes sense that um, I can only achieve my targets I can yeah. only achieve what I what I believe I'm capable of and what I'm yeah. aiming for yeah. and that I genuinely can achieve that almost every day I was achieving everything that I was aiming to yeah, achieve yeah. but because you, you I was so blase about um, I'm just this is this and I'm just aiming for this and I'm just aiming for this yeah. you take it for granted that yeah. you're actually hitting that target yeah. day in day out yeah. and the moment you start to change your targets all of a sudden opportunities open doors open um, and you realise oh I'm just hitting other targets now yeah. and that realise and the, the, the whole time it was really just it was just me. It was my yeah. perspective, my my um, how I viewed my potential. Yeah. Um, in terms of the rest of the world. Yeah. Um, and I'd say the other big aha moment would be um, understanding investing. Okay. And realizing that I could just take some money, put it somewhere. Yeah. And have that money make more money. Yeah. But I don't have to go to work. Yeah, I don't have yeah. to do anything. Yeah. And that this money was just making money it's like okay 10% here 15% there 20% yeah, there yeah. it's like oh wow like this is and then truly understanding what people meant by money makes money it's yeah. like oh I yeah, get it yeah. now because you just kind of thought oh it just means I can buy a business or I can do this yeah. and then realising no 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 the money itself just goes off Yeah, yeah. put it in the right place yeah. let it do the right stuff and it will just make you yeah. more and more and more and more it feeds itself yeah. you know um, yeah, so realizing that, but I only realized it once I started to invest. Yeah. And I take, and I, well, I just made a month's worth of money in, yeah. in a single investment. It's like, whoa, what happened there? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a big moment for me. Okay, amazing. 
So right, we're going to say what's well. We're coming on to that. What's your greatest investment and why? So we'd say you've mentioned a few there. Yeah, I would say. I mean, um, I'd say things like you know putting money in Bitcoin and things like that, and um, learning to trade the stock market and commodities and the DAX and things like that. But these are super high risk. Yeah, so I'm not yeah, saying for so the listeners, I would say like <laughs> this is maybe um, yeah not for everyone. But like, yeah, which is why what I would really say is it was choosing to invest in myself when I decided to do the football coaching. Yeah. Um, I was working at a job that I, you know, I didn't really like, and I just said to myself, if I could do anything in the world, what would it be? And I said, I'd be, you'd be a football coach, but that's crazy if you could yeah. do that. And then just thinking, well, actually, why not? Um, let me just go and do a course. Yeah. So I just took some of my money and I paid for the course. Turned out when I was on the course, I realized 80% of the people who were on the course were being funded by somebody else. I was yeah. like one of like three people who were paying for yeah. it themselves. Um, but I don't regret it at all because yeah. um, there's so many things that came from that in terms of one, um, just my love of football and yeah. being able to get involved in that, um, that taking me around the world. Yeah. And being around the world um, forced me to do more or gave me the opportunity to do more investing. Yeah. Um, so I used to you know, I was coaching football and I'd be getting up at two o'clock in the morning going downstairs to um, to trade um, stock markets in the morning. Okay, wow. And, um, you know, I was using that money to then go travel more and yeah. do all sorts of stuff. And for me, it all came from taking that step of, right, if I hadn't done that, I would have gone and got a job in recruitment. Yeah. If I hadn't decided I'm going to be a football coach yeah. and taking that risk. Yeah to just say, look, I'm invested in me and seeing where I can go. Yeah. Um, yeah, the knock-on effect from that. It, it was just, you know, like they said, the, the butterfly wings or the ripple in the pond. Yeah, it, yeah. It, that was that moment. Okay, amazing. Where everything came from. So it is about taking, uh, I talk about risk and people being too safe and being too cautious, but it is, there's a, I think there's definitely a spectrum of like how much risk you can take. I think people, a lot of people I speak to are kind of on the very kind of, kind of lower spectrum of like taking, taking that risk. but. Like yeah. the, the things you learn from it, like the traveling around the world would be, yeah, like the people you meet, the experience you had, the kind of the education you receive, like that's, uh, yeah, some great things that are going to add to your wherever you go on next. It sounds. Yeah, yeah. I don't think you can, you can never, you can never lose when you're invested in yourself. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, like don't get me wrong. It, even with the trading stuff, I've made money and I've lost money. Yeah. You know, it's been a real roller coaster. Yeah. Which is why I 100% agree with you about the risk. It's all about the one thing I've learned coming through all that I've done is, is at least I feel I'm, I'm better with the risk. Yeah. You know, you you, you learn to realise it's not about um, how much can I make a script. I make it's about the steady. That yeah. that's what works for me. Yeah. Like, how can I build this up so I've got more next year than I had this year? Yeah. You know, more than I would have if I put it in a bank and got 1.5 percent so um or 0.5 or whatever you're getting yeah, you know yeah, yeah. um but i say it's much more trading rather than investing i see tra anything mm. trading is kind of five years below and anything investing is five years above yeah so i think yeah i think it's a different mindset to trading i think trading is very much um yeah it's kind of it's almost like can be and it's almost a zero sum game where you if you win someone else loses if that makes yeah, sense yeah, yeah. especially currency trading where you're mm you're not actually generating anything like you're not mm, it's not a business mean, yeah. you, you know mm. you're not putting money into a business that's generating profits it's like Tesco's where you go and buy a loaf of bread and then part of that 
goes is part of their profits that which pay gets paid to shareholders. Yeah, yeah. Especially kind of when we're talking about currency trading, where you're essentially it's you're buying and someone else is losing. It's yeah, you know, no. It's, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just essentially trying to get to the listeners that it's not always about kind of don't we talk about risk all the time, but it's a yeah balance yeah. risk and oh, yeah, but sensible I mean, with your and, trading investing. And that's what I mean. The one thing I've it's taught me is um, a better understanding of, of that risk. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely a lot more aware now yeah. than I was. Yeah. So next question, right? You've got one day to live. So the doctor tells you you've only oh, got well, one day to live. I went from ten years <laughs> just to talk it's one day. Yeah. This is so, bad. So what would you regret doing, and how would you spend your last day? What would I regret doing? Um, regret. Regret doing or regret not doing? Either. Um, hmm. It's difficult. I'm trying to think what I would say. I it's yeah. I guess it's spending time with family and it's coming back to that time thing. Like you've only got a certain number of days and it's it's kind of utilising every day. I know it's so easy to sit here in, in a cafe and say it, but actually yeah. doing it is it's completely different um, experience. Um, I'd probably spend my last day. As I said, just with as many people as possible. Yeah. Not like you know, I'd have a party and get everyone yeah. together. Um, maybe not so much. Yeah. Maybe just go a few different I would say places. Watch Spider. You haven't even seen. Oh, you see. You, you haven't seen, you haven't <laughs> seen <laughs> Fast and Furious. No, and you're in it. So it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. See where yeah. you are in it. Uh, no, I probably yeah, I probably just go spend some time with some family. Um, and then the thing I might regret. I'm not sure I would. I'm okay. not sure I would. I mean, look, you've got the basic things, you know, the girls you never kissed and the, yeah. the, thing, the places you never went and all yeah. this sort of stuff. But yeah, I regret them today, tomorrow. Those yeah. things, yeah, it's not going to change on the last day of my life. I don't think anyway. So that's the third. I might go chase somebody down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the third of that George Quick Kinder question. He's the financial planner for America. So we've got. A couple of my other. Qu- I might ask them all at the same time, just to. So most recommended influence influential book or something they should teach at school or give to a library and any great quotes or something funny you've heard recently you sat next to Will Ferris you must have something funny to tell um no I mean he he just came and did his his thing it, it wasn't even a lot of um talking on his behalf okay. to be honest um so yeah no nothing funny from him um I'd say um in terms of books um there's a couple, um, just life-affirming books is um, Someone to Run With okay, by, um, I, I think it's John John Grisham. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And then if from a business point of view, The Lean Startup. Yeah, I love that book. Yeah, yeah. no, it's great. It's, um, yeah, there's a, a model in it where it's, you know, idea, test, measure, yeah. and then kind of feedback, and it, you know, it's a circle, and it kind of, yeah, yeah I like that book a lot. It's, uh, it's helped with my business a lot. It's right, kind of, right. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, from quite, a, yeah, yeah, from a technical point of view as well, I think it's just a really good book and very informative and um, well written. Giving yeah. good examples yeah, and you know, yeah. um, great quotes. Um, well, I think you you said it was like a education. You said a great quote of education. I think it was from someone else, but it was like investing is in in education is the best thing you do. Or something you said that earlier in the podcast. I, but yeah, I, I think I said investing in yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any yeah. other good quotes you've heard recently? Um, there's one that I, I always liked. Um, to be honest, I think I made it up myself, but it's um, there's no such thing as tomorrow. Okay. Um, nice. in, you'll only ever be in today. So yeah. 
do it. Whatever yeah, it is yeah, you yeah. want. Don't you don't have to finish it. Yeah. But start it. Yeah. All right. So that t- there's a Chinese proverb. Um, the first step is half the journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah, that's, that, it. that, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The, the time one is great. Yeah, like you know, yesterday's set. Tomorrow's unpredictable, and the present is the only thing you've got. I don't know. I'm just yeah, right. Those yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But okay, fantastic. So we've gone through the kind of the questions. Um, we talked through maybe football coach. We've, so we can yeah. maybe talk through the football formation asset allocation. Essentially, yeah, it's I love this. Building your portfolio around a football team. So think of mm-hmm. it like you've got a, mid, a defense, a midfield, attack. Mm-hmm. So you've, we've all got 90 minutes on the pitch. So if we have a good life, we live to 90 years old. Like a football game, you've got 90 minutes. Right, right. And then you have essentially you're either scoring goals, so money's going into your pocket, or you're conceding goals, money's going out of your pocket. Right. So essentially, it's building a team <laughs> like that. that's going to essentially work for you. And essentially, each asset has got strengths and weaknesses similar to a, a team. So, a, kind of a lumbering kind of um, centre back is going to be quite kind of slow and kind of. Um, yeah, not as kind of quick and nimble as a kind of a striker. So similar to assets where you've got kind of properties, the kind of the centre back, which is quite slow and lumbering, mm. where if you've got kind of growing companies or growing countries, they're mm. much more kind of nimble and kind of quick to move. But then on the downside, they're more likely to get you goals, but on the downside, they're more likely to concede goals. So you're more likely, they're much more volatile on the market. Right. Essentially, it's 11 players and you can essentially kind of move or have change your formation depending on you so if you're so yeah so you can change your formation yeah but you can also i guess change your tactics you can change the tactics in yeah, terms exactly. of um is your outlook on life to reduce the goals you concede yeah or is it to score more goals exactly. i mean I've, I've got a friend who's a personal trainer yeah and um maybe it's because of his, his business he's very yeah. kind of proactive yeah but he's always saying how um you know if if, if i need something yeah. The goal isn't to try and save up for it. Yeah. The goal is to go and make more money okay. to yeah, pay yeah, for yeah, that yeah. thing. Okay, yeah. It's yeah. not to so he's not trying to um he's not trying to reduce the goals he's conceding. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm he's just gonna outscore out. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay, gonna go nice. and score more goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess maybe I'd I'd ask like where do you stand on that? I mean Where do I stand on yeah, that? Yeah, would you say that's uh but I, it's, I mean everything's balanced, I guess. Yeah, but it depends on the person. So it depends on what I do. Or what I recommend to other people. Mm. So for me, I'm actually super cautious. People, even though I'm, I've got money in Bitcoin, I've got money in cryptocurrency, kind of even like very kind of small startups as well. Like, right. But majority of my money is quite defensive, and mm. I'm starting a business as well. So Money Tips is my company that I'm starting, and that's quite a high risk. So I've got enough cash flow to last me, you know, and for another six months, and then um, I've got kind of like parachute money if. That doesn't work out. Right, but like, right. Essentially, it's, it's um, a bit of a Mourinho. Yeah, I sort of park the bus, but at the moment, but, yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say is because I'm um, starting a business, my mm. outlook, I've got more kind of defensive assets like bonds and kind of property and like more of a cash buffer. Mm. Whereas if I was in a nine to five job getting paid a set of salary, I might be yeah, much yeah. more aggressive with my tax. Right, yeah. I might be actually, I'm going to put more money into startup companies yes. or like small, I say, shouldn't say startup companies, small small cap companies or kind of emerging markets so, so it's very personal yeah that's your, the thing your like, it's very, very personal but, it's, yeah. but then you can also 
play like much more, you can have quite a defensive, but then you can have a few kind of strikers that are going to score your goals as well. Like mm. it's, but it's all kind of building a portfolio around you. So age is quite a big one as well. So if you're 70, for instance, mm. you're going to be naturally much less risk because you've got much less time to ride out the ups and downs of the market. Right. Whereas if you're 25, you can almost go nuts risk yeah, because yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not going to take, you're not going to be taking that money out for another 40 years. So you've mm. got that allows that time to breathe in your. You, you, allows the portfolio to kind of go up, you know, ups and downs because um, small companies or emerging markets are much more volatile. They grow much quicker, but then they, they can go down 20% if you buy a, a small cap fund quite easily. Right. So it's, it's down to you really. Mm. And I guess that comes down to training as well. So the workshops I, that I provide or the one-to-one sessions I do, we go through that and I've even got a, a game. I've, brought, I've even got the game here, like a board game. So it's like, oh, like right, top okay. trumps where you can kind of essentially play and build a build it around you well like you were saying i mean i think this is this is a big part of what's missing in education oh Um, thank you it's a massive part of what's missing in education for kids they should be learning about things and things like this help um it's a great way to introduce it to them to get them thinking about it yeah i mean Um, they're actually quite a lot in schools i think the the age gap that's missing is 25 to 40 because they're they're at work and their companies aren't teaching the things that they're teaching. Right, they've yeah, kind yeah. of missed the education at school, so there's nowhere. The internet's kind of bombarding people with lots of information. Oh yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So people, even though they think they're doing the right thing, actually they're not doing the correct or things that are going to harm them later on. Well, this is what I mean. This is why I think it's important to start quite young because then you have you have the ability to gather that information. Yeah. That learning. It's not a desperate rush. Yeah. Um, you know, all right, so I already have money coming in. What yeah. do I do with it? Where yeah. should I go? You know, all that pressure. What are you doing? Yeah. If you're if you're already learning about it long before yeah. you get into it, before it becomes an issue, yeah. then you can kind of go through that bit of that learning curve and yeah. even have the opportunity to expand your horizons. Yeah. You know? um, so yeah, I, 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 just as uh, just basic concepts, yeah, yeah. I think they're not being taught and, yeah. and they should be. I think people at school are being taught how to get a job essentially mm. rather than actually once you get money how do you manage that money yeah. that's a big thing where people aren't being taught how does the world work how do yeah. banks work you know yeah. how, how do loans work what's yeah. the system you know yeah but it's it's all interesting stuff but yeah what kind of portfolio are you playing what are you what's your um i'd say um like you said at the moment i'm quite attacking <laughs> you know um yeah keep going sorry. i've um i've yeah. got my income from um, my business, my business, and the other things that I do. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm single. I'm, you know, no kids. I can afford to be a little bit more risky. Yeah. You know. Um, I know worst case scenario. You know, if it all went to hell. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily. I'm not risking it all. Yeah. But um, I'm willing to take a bit more of a risk because, yeah. you know, I'm the only one who's suffering. And, yeah. And. I'd, I'd rather have given it a go. Um, I, I, I have no problem with failure. Yeah. Because I know I'm going to learn. I know I'm yeah. going to experience, etc. Um, I'm not aiming for it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm willing to take a few more risks yeah. than I would. I mean, for example, when I first got into Bitcoin, I literally took everything, all, all, everything I'd saved up that year. Yeah. I just took a whole lot, and yeah. there you go. It's going in there. Um, so yeah and even now I do sometimes take some fairly big risks yeah. but I have my 
I'd say I have, I'm playing three at the back. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I've got quite an attack in midfield. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, obviously, um, probably three strikers yeah. on the pitch. Yeah. That kind of a system for me. Okay. I want to, and, and for me, at the more I build, the more defensive I think I plan to become. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I'm not generally a very high risk person. Yeah. Um, but it feels sometimes um, as if, if I'm not now, I never will be. Yeah. So it just seems like a good opportunity for who I am and where I am. Yeah. Okay, take the risk because yeah. the rewards are, are greater than the um, um, the losses are, are going to be um, yeah. crippling, you know? I think you raised a really good point about um, experience. Well, actually, by doing it, you learn so much more you, from, I mean, you you can't learn to surf by reading a book like you're if you start yeah. surfing you're going to f- fall off it's like that they call it the cone of learning where essentially like at the bottom it's like you know reading a book you you obtain i don't know 10% of knowledge if you I don't have a lecture you obtain like 20% and it's the, the higher you up yet yeah, if you actually do something you you know invest or learn to surf you if you actually get on the board and start surfing paddling away then you, your experience and education goes up through the roof. Like you, you learn so much quicker if you do it yourself rather than just, you know, reading a book or going to a lecture. Like actually yeah. doing it, you know, That's the it. education and the experience can bring kind of wisdom and how you actually learn how to do. Yeah, it. I mean, it's like um, taking the football. You can't, you can't, you can't play the game from the bench. Yeah, you know, you actually have to get out on the pitch and do it. You can't plan out right. Well. When this happens, we're going to do this, and when this happens, it doesn't work yeah, that way. Yeah. You've got to be on the pitch yeah. playing the game, and then make the decision. You yeah. can have a plan, of yeah. like roughly, but you actually have to be there, feel yeah. it, and see what you are actually going to do. Yeah. I mean, a number of times I could say, "Oh, I'm definitely going to put my stop here, and I'll pull out of that investment." Yeah. Blah blah blah. Or I would never touch that, and you know, if yeah. I had this much money, it's going straight into um, into my savings accounts, and blah blah blah. But then when it actually happens, yeah. The scenarios change. It's not exactly how you thought it would sure. be, and all of a sudden you want to make different decisions. And yeah. until you learn who you are and what you're going to do, you can't make adjustments for it. You know, later down the road, that's yeah, what it's yeah. all about: looking at what you actually did, yeah, seeing yeah. who you really are in those situations when yeah. the pressure's on. So I used, to, I used to trade gas for Futsu 100 Company. It was so. It was. They always say like Harry Hindsight was the, the greatest trader because right. it's so easy to look back on the days before and say, oh, why did you make that? Decision? Yeah. Or why did you make? It, it seems like, so obvious the yeah. next day, doesn't it? So we had to make like, like a trading rationale. We had to write down like, why are you making this decision? What's your, you know, what's the reason for this? What's your rationale for being it? And then to have a log of that because yeah, it seems so obvious with knowledge with, you know, at the t- at the time you're making that decision, you, it's, you don't have. Essentially, you don't have access to all that information. You don't know what you don't know, essentially. So yeah. it's quite... Which is one of the things I was... Uh, you know, it's, that's important to me is I, I can only make the decision that made sense at the time. Yeah. You, what, what, how it looks afterwards is irrelevant. Yeah. At that moment, with the information I had, yeah. did I make the right decision? Yeah. And I apply that now to, to everything. Yeah. You know, do I spend this money and go on holiday? At this moment, at this time, does it make sense to do this? Do do I go out tonight? Yeah. Do I um you know, well any yeah. all the decisions in life are kind of based on on the information I have. Yeah. yeah. Is this the right decision? Yeah. Because yeah. it doesn't matter if it works out or it doesn't. Because right yeah. now on what I have, yeah, this is the right thing to do. Yeah. And there's nothing more you can do. That's all you can do. Yeah. One of the summaries of my um, my book, A Millennial Money Mindset. If you want the fruits, you want the roots. It's basically um, it's 
does this would this decision make me happy like that's quite mm-hmm. a, a, a kind of a compass that I go for does this because so many times you think you're going to go out or spend loads of money but actually would that ultimately make you happy yeah so exactly think, yeah, yeah we're moving towards you know people aiming for being happy rather than you know working a nine to five job you know 12 hour day or you know five days a week it's, mm. it's it's more about like we come back to that millennial kind of topic where it's more about you know what's the point of life what, what we hear you know it's more about yeah making these meaningful decisions that you can have you ever read um, How to Get Rich by Felix Nance? I have, yeah. Yeah, that was a good book. I like that. So he's the um, editor of Money Week. Um, and I, yeah, I'm a, I get Money Week every week. He's actually recommend that if you're into um, rather than buying papers uh, every day yeah get a money week every week but yeah Felix Dennis is yeah he's an interesting character I think yeah he's, uh, I mean I remember one of the things he's mentioned in the book is all, all that money does is buy you time it yeah, allowed yeah. him to walk in his, his woods his forest that he yeah, had yeah. and it helped with healthcare yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a small group of things that money actually does yeah you know helps with your health if you're in trouble and ha- gives, buys you time. Other than yeah. that, it really doesn't do that much. Yeah. Um, so it's understanding that when you're when you're chasing, you're trying to c- accumulate it. That it's how much of your life are you giving up yeah. for the opportunities that are there now? Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a balancing act. You've got to find what's yeah. right for you. Cool. Well, I think that and it brings us to the end of our podcast. But, yeah, uh, yeah, thank you so on. much for that. Um, so we can find you. On in Spider Man, we can find you in yeah maybe yeah uh, <laughs> might, might Fast and Furious, and you just recently recorded, but um, with Will Ferris. But you're also a football coach, web developer. Yeah. What's if someone wants to get you for web development? What would they? How would they contact you? So um, you can find me at um, agdc.co.uk. Okay. Um, it's a digital consultancy that I run, um, and I just basically, as I say, we help people with. Um, um, digital problems yeah um, so it's all about innovation and um, any problem you have in the digital space we try yeah. and help you I'm like I said we I'm a problem solver yeah um, I enjoy um, solving problems and trying to find innovative ways to do it cool perfect well thanks for your time this My is pleasure. millennial money mindset if you want the fruits uh, you need the roots thank you so much for joining us please like um, this podcast please tell one person if you enjoyed it and subscribe and see you soon or listen uh, hope to hear from you soon